Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ebola, its own discoverer, calls it a spectacular virus, one of the most lethal. We're starting to see the economic impact of the MERS outbreak now in cold, hard numbers. A mysterious new virus the World Health Organization calls a threat to the world. It's SARS. The novel coronavirus may have our attention now, but it's part of a long history of viral outbreaks that have hit humanity. There was SARS in 2002 and 2003, MERS in 2012, all the way back to the Spanish flu of 1918, which killed an estimated 50 million people worldwide. In this episode, we'll revisit past outbreaks to see what they can tell us about the present. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. Howard, do you mind if I call you Howard? No, absolutely, Sanjay. The reason I ask, of course, uh, has to do with how we know each other. Right. You were my student many years ago. And if you (laughs) called me Howard then, I would have nailed you. (laughs) When I was at the University of Michigan, I took a class with Dr. Howard Markell. He's the director of the University Center for the History of Medicine. And he's here with me today to add some historical context to what we're learning about the coronavirus. The federal government, the CDC, asked our group at the University of Michigan Center for the History of Medicine to start a huge study of the 1918 flu pandemic. Now, there's a ton of data for that. It's a modern pandemic in that at least germ theory was considered a fact by then. They knew nothing of viruses, by the way. They had a vaccine, but it was the wrong vaccine, and they had no real treatment of any kind. And of course, the world was very different in terms of how people traveled. There were trains, but not planes, and there were cars, and a lot of people lived closely together in cities. Uh, you also had World War I going on, so you had all kinds of young men going back and forth and traveling in close proximity and amplifying the epidemic. But when we studied 43 American cities and we did a statistical analysis of how they responded using what are now called non-pharmaceutical interventions, so that's three categories, quarantine and isolation, uh, public gathering bans, you know, closing theaters, bars, baseball games, whatever, and school closure. And those cities that acted very early, because you have to act before it reaches an inflection point and it's infected so many people that it's impossible to stop. And so those cities that did that had far better mortality and morbidity statistics than those that did not. So that was really uh, eye-opening. And how has that played out in a more recent outbreak? Well, in 2009, you and I spoke quite a bit then when the H1N1 flu was brewing. Early on, uh, Mexico declared an emergency, and they had a very inaccurate case fatality rate because they had a lot of deaths and a very small number of total cases. Uh, So the case fatality rate was artificially higher. And they implemented all of these non-pharmaceutical interventions that we talked about in our study of the 1918 flu. 
And they only did them for 18 days because by then we knew that that strain of flu was no more deadly than regular flu and you would not do all those measures just for regular flu. But when they pulled the lever and you look at the epi curve, the cases fell. And when they released the lever, the cases went back up again. So we have seen reproducibility of that 1918 study. Let me ask you, do you think global responses to outbreaks like SARS and MERS and Ebola that we've seen over the last 20 years demonstrate that we are getting better at handling outbreaks or are we getting worse? Oh, wow. Uh, We are getting better. The problem with the global, because of this globalized village that we live in and jet planes, you know, the problem now is that you know, germs have always traveled, but now they travel by the speed of a jet plane. And people go all over the place all the time. So an epidemic or an outbreak anywhere can very easily go everywhere. And we're seeing that right now with COVID-19. I'm a big proponent of telling patients and students panic rarely helps a situation. So let's stay calm. And, uh, you know, we have faced worse things in this country. I think we're up to the task. This doesn't seem like an existential threat, like maybe it's no. being portrayed. Absolutely. That's a great way of putting it. It's not 1918. <laughs> not even close. I think what this entire discussion really hinges on because of what's happening right now is the question about how prepared is the United States to handle this novel coronavirus compared to to how it handled, say, the Spanish flu in 1918 or something more recently, H1N1 in 2009? Well, 1918, they weren't really prepared at all for something of that magnitude. And because every response was quite local, the response of Boston was different than New York or Atlanta or Ann Arbor. Uh, And it was not coordinated by a federal government, which was not nearly as strong or big in 1918. There was the United States Public Health Service, but that was a relatively small cadre of maybe 100 or 200 men uh, who moved around from location to location. So they were flummoxed by it. Uh, 2009, we were not badly prepared because we had been talking about this and there were meetings Uh, Really, starting with bird flu in 2005, there was a really robust dialogue of public health people at all levels, meetings at the National Academy of Medicine, at the State Department, and so on. So there were actually uh, things in place, including a community mitigation strategy that was written uh, in 2007 by the CDC. What really helped us most during the 2009 pandemic was Mother Nature threw us a softball because it wasn't that deadly, thank God. But I don't know how long we can play that game. It's sort of like, you know, playing dice. You know, you're you're throwing the dice and you don't know what you're going to get. This coronavirus does not seem to be that deadly except for elderly people. It can be quite deadly and for people who have serious illnesses. So it's also important for the public to uh, realize that no effort is going to be perfect. We don't yet have a vaccine. We really don't have an antiviral treatment, but we do have better treatments Uh, for very sick people uh, so we can care for them. So, you know, it may not be an A-plus effort, but I'll bet you it'll be an A-minus. Right. And after all these years, I really am still learning something from you, Professor Markell. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Always good to talk to you. I know it can feel crazy to watch the news and see these numbers changing every day. After all, each one is a person's life. But it's also good to take a step back once in a while and look at the bigger picture. 
I've learned so much from Dr. Markell today, as always, and I hope you did too. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.